Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 634 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by Stephen Kyle Brackey, Oliver the Bear, the sunburned bear of stone. No Ben Askren today. He's flying somewhere for something he's got to do on Saturday, allegedly. So in his stead, we have of the Flow Wrestling content team, John Kozak. John, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, good to be here from... Uh... Facebook comments, getting fired, <laughs> and now here we are. It so. is quite the redemption story. Uh, it's it's the one no one expected, but yeah, from the Facebook, it almost feels like you should be in the in the Facebook chat. But now we're gonna even get that quicker when yeah. we ask a question. You know, we have to we have to like we don't stare have to wait the chat. anymore. Yeah. Right. You're yeah. just gonna say it right yeah. now. There you go. So no pressure, but welcome, John. John's in town for this week. Um, just you know, doing the the basic arrangements. He's gonna he and his. Awesome family can be relocating to Austin, so we're excited about that. We're excited about a lot, um, a lot of news. They they kind of they did the classic news oh, dump. Yeah. They love the wait. As soon as FRL ends Thursday at whatever ten o'clock Central, they like to drop all the news. So some of the news that's come out: one, the Deans are gone. They're out. They're um, out of here. See ya. Later on, they're leaving Cornell no matter what, um, and we'll see where they wind up. The Early rumor mill is back to Michigan, whether that's Michigan, Michigan State, or whatever, remains to be seen. I'm sure there's a long line of suitors who would love to have Max and Gabe. Um, how they how they work that out with Gabe, you know, probably looking to coach, um, maybe is a complication of sorts, especially since it's not like, okay, you'd be the RT, on the RTC kind of situation. But, you know, Dean's going to be a coveted guy, as is his brother Max. Um, and the reasons are, I don't exactly, you know, coach Cole said, you know, basically he just didn't want to miss a year, which makes total sense. And if I were in Ivy league, yeah, I mean, there's cause they canceled the spring sports too, right? Bracky. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they canceled everything. So they canceled all the sports. So I understand as an athlete, not wanting to give up a year, but then Gabe Dean's tweet was just all cryptic and like, uh, maybe I can send it to Tyler, but that just made me, or Bracky's going to send it. It just didn't. That didn't sound like. Hey, I don't want to risk losing a year. It sound made it sound like something else. Which, fair or not, um, is kind of the thing. So I'll just read it um, here shortly um, after after he said it. Uh, but he said, 
Gabe said, I want to publicly make a statement that the news being generated right now has nothing to do with Spartan or Spartan Combat at all. Spartan Combat has done nothing but help the Cornell program. There's no animosity. I've greatly appreciated all their support. The truth of why uh, this is all happening will eventually prevail. It always does. Which is very dramatic. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that's referring to. Um, because the truth is simple as, you know, told to Coach Cole. It's like, I don't want to miss a year. That's like nothing that has to, like, come out. It's sort of obvious. So I don't know what your all thoughts are on that. But maybe we'll get more of the story. We obviously reached out to the deans. Um, and, you know, at this point they weren't, weren't wanting to talk about it, which is fine. But, yeah, still juicy, juicy news. It's definitely going to um, – shift and for for Cornell as we've already mentioned it's, it's gutting news for them to lose a, a, a title contender at 184. It's just crazy because I mean someone said it in the um, Facebook chat here Jeff Baxter like when you think Cornell you think the Deans right yes. like there's just been such a mainstay uh, with that program for I don't know, what seven years now maybe longer eight eight however long um and it is it's going to be really weird to see them no longer associated with Cornell and wrestling for somebody else next year. Yeah. I remember when um, this was so early on that I didn't know who Gabe Dean was, and really no one did. So I was emailing Coach Cole, like, asking for their lineups and just, like, his thoughts on the team. And he said, like, Gabe Dean is going to uh, – he's like, I will be stunned if Gabe Dean is not an All-American this year. He's going to be He's going to be really good. And I was like, Gabe Dean? I didn't even know. I didn't have no idea who he was. I looked at his results the year before. They were not good. And then by December or January, he had beaten Ed Ruth and was household at that point. And it's been prominent. Uh, Dean name has been a prominent fixture at Cornell ever since. So uh, strange thing. Cornell, though, is still has a great team. Oh, yeah. um, they're going to be awesome next year it's just if you want to climb that rung and contend for a title it's going to be a lot tougher without someone as good as max um kb do you have some other updates in the uh transfer transfer coming back realm that's kind of your domain yeah so we'll start with the transfers um last week you know i said maybe i'll start reaching out to some of these guys in the portal see what they're thinking mm -hmm. and i did just that mm. um, whoa yeah you know who, money where his mouth and is. I talked to the first person I said I was going to talk to. I talked to GTG. I talked to Gas Tank Gary. That's, of course. Who, that's who the people have been asking about. They he gave me a follow on the social media. Never been more proud. My, my <laughs> he followed you? <laughs> followed me. That's a big I one. Was that's a good get. That's, yeah. That's big time. Um, big time. So I, I talked to talked to Gary. Um, it sounds like a decision will come this week, Ooh. first of all. Uh, and he's down. He, he told me five schools. Uh, and just going in alphabetical order, that would be Indiana. Iowa State, Oregon State, Pitt, and Purdue. And uh, when you look at kind of those lineups, four of the five didn't qualify heavyweight last year. And the one that did and actually got an All-American was Iowa State and Gannon Grimmel. And uh, going into the returning tracker news, it sounds like he will not be back mm, for okay. Iowa State. No um, more G-Gram. No more G-Gram, but what a run we had, man, from, from Fargo. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, G-Gram. Um, to, to an All-American honor, quite a career for him. Yeah, sounds like he won't be back. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Gary's a big get for somebody. He has a win over Neville's. Um, he almost majored Luke Luffman, who at times last year was in the top ten. Yeah. 
Um, so quite a get, and it'd be interesting to see maybe he chooses one of those Big Ten schools to maybe get a chance at Orndorf. Which building does he have the best chance to electrify? Because that's what I would totally base the Ooh, that's a good question. Around. Honestly, I think it might be Iowa State. Yeah, I was going to say Hilton. Because they have the biggest fan base. They're going to mm-hmm. have the most fans out of all of those teams. Um, and you know that Iowa State, they say the Hilton magic, you know, oh, magic things happen in Hilton. I can Imagine see. pouring gas on magic. Right. And remember yeah, Raise the Rough? That's crazy. That is crazy, right? Yeah. Raise the Rough with G Grimm. Yeah. You know, what if <clears throat> I, w- I was watching, going back and watching some, some Gary things, and he was always mm-hmm. doing the feed me thing. Feed me. You know? Which is feed him. You know, for heavyweights, that's one of their favorite that's right. things. Very <laughs> <your> guys. <laughs> yeah, it's very appropriate. Ollie is the official heavyweight of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. You'd say that checks out. That's a good celebration. Yeah, big time. Or I like to do the tummy rub. (laughs) (laughs) Now, can you rub your tummy? You got very sunburnt, Ollie. Yes, this one is not as bad. Um, (laughs) Yesterday, I would not have been able to do this action. Ollie is is straight up pink. uh, From some, what were you? Just respectfully, what were you thinking? Okay, laying out by the pool. Uh huh. Not respecting the sun. First thing. (laughs) You gotta respect your opponent. I gotta respect my opponent. I didn't. Um, sitting there, starting to get my skin's starting to get hot, and I'm like, "All right, it's early on. We're like 30 minutes in, mm-hmm. you know." Uh, good friend JD joins the pool party. Right. Sunscreen, game changer. Boom. Throw some of that on, thinking I'm safe. Not safe. Really? I, yeah. I go back. So 30 minutes in, you apply. Well, this- no, no, no. So like now, I apply. I apply. Mm-hmm. Then we hang out for a while longer, in and out of the pool, uh, apply, you know the... So you reapplied? I tried. Um, you tried to... How do you tr- try Well, I'll say re- this. I'll say this. I thought I reapplied. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. So I go back into my apartment to go to the bathroom or something. I see my roommate, and I'm like, am I sunburned? He goes, yeah. And I go, how bad? Like, is it going to hurt? He goes, well, you're pretty red already, and uh-huh. that's not a good sign. So, yeah. Uh, yesterday, the morning wasn't great. Um, moving around was rough, but I got to it, powered through, came to the office, and this morning was much easier. But you know what? You you didn't come into work yesterday like a sunburn victim. You didn't have that victim mentality. I you, didn't. I you, didn't. You were positive. Yeah. Um, and that, that's why I respect you, Ollie. One of the many reasons. Okay. So that's GTG update. That's GTG update. And um, sunburn update. And, and, and all this sunburn update. Like I said, sounds like a decision this week. I didn't get a feel for who a favorite would be. Um, but I don't know. Any, any of those guys getting a top 20 heavyweight. Uh, and then the other, uh, that article will run on the site today later if you want to check it out. The other one that's not up on the site, so you're getting this before. Four goes up on the site is Andrew McNally. Mm-hmm. Um, he's ranked number ten at one seventy four right now. He's got one. Year, both these guys have one year left, um, so they they would have been done if they hadn't gotten the free year. Um, but he was at Kent State, and he's going to transfer uh, to either Wisconsin, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, or Pitt. So Iowa State and Pitt um, in the mix for both these guys. And uh, McNally's a pinner, man. He's got some nasty stuff. And uh, would be a really good get for any of those guys. And, and the and most interesting one probably on that list for me is Oklahoma State. Yeah. When they have a guy like Dustin Plot already at 174, that tells me they probably want a redshirt Plot. Well, it would seem like that would make sense for, for Plot, given his, you know, he's clearly injured throughout a decent amount of last year. He could use a year just to 
get healthy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be good once he's healthy. So I think – and plus, you know, you've got a really good guy. Montalvo was a top-10 guy a lot of last year, I feel. So you have room for him then. He can get in the lineup. Um, I think McNally makes sense for Oklahoma State, but there's a lot of other, you know, solid contenders there. Yeah, Wisconsin looking to go into the portal to fill the – hole that Cradinger left when he went in the portal. A re-portal. Right, a re-portal situation. Pitt struggled at 74 last year, um, if I'm remembering correctly. And uh, who was the other one? Oh, man, I'm struggling right now. For what? Oh, Iowa State. Yeah. They, um, yeah, they didn't have a great 74 last year either. So. Okay. So... Um, no, no problem. No problem at all. So other news. There are several more news dumps to yet to come. Um, strategically positioned. Oh, and then on the coming back front real quick, uh, probably the biggest one that I got was um, Ryan Deacon saying he's not sure yet. Oh, boy. No decision has been made yet. Dang. Yeah. What would be next for him? Do you think he'd go freestyle or go to the next thing? If he's not coming back, I would, I would yeah, I would just assume freestyle. Yeah. I don't think, like, it's like – leave north northwestern type thing i feel like it's just whether he wants to do another college season or not yeah man he was about we were feeling i mean the way his season ended was was truly uh, a pretty big surprise uh okay so jim heffernan retires the head coach of illinois for 23 years i want to say he wasn't the head coach for that long it was like 13 head coach but he was on staff at illinois for like 29 dang that's a that's a heck of a run so my my biggest question, I guess, with that is for for Illinois, is this a hey next guy up type of situation? Like they they had their coach in waiting with either Hunter or Poeta, or is, are they going to do a full national search? Because um, if it's a full national search, I think there's going to be a long list of candidates be, yeah. that are going to be super interested in that uh, in that position. I mean, it's in the Big Ten, it's in Illinois, which is a talent rich state. So you have to figure there's going to be a decent amount of interest. And um, I don't know if we've if there's been much speculation about what they're going to do. My, my thought when I heard it was like, they're just going to replace from, from within. That's what I thought too. That, I don't know why I think that. I just <clears throat> That's just what I think. Um, so it'll be interesting to see as more news comes out now that this will be kind of the first week of the opening as we start to get a little news about who could go where and who would be interested in that in that position. It was it was funny. Literally that day in the office, I'd like put together the coaching carousel article, and there were like two things on it. Yeah, I remember and, you said, "Dude, nothing's going on with coaching carousel." Yeah, I'm and surprised. I was talking to Bray. I was like, "I don't even know if we should like run this as a banner yet. Like, nothing's happened mm-hmm. really. It's just the Turvell and then uh, someone else, just like an assistant coach move." And uh, now NATO's gone. Yeah, NATO to the uh, Oklahoma RTC came out this morning. Um, and then the Heffernan news comes out, and like you said, I, I, I just I don't know. I just get a feeling they're just going to promote either Hunter or Poeta. Yeah, Hunter been there a while for sure. Um, okay, and then I don't know. This is maybe the most exciting news. Austin Gomez is unretired. So another unretired wrestler, Frank Molinero retired. He unretired. Now Austin Gomez is unretired, but he also is transferring. He's leaving Iowa State. He wants to go somewhere else. He has graduated. Uh, he would like to wrestle 141 pounds, and the short list is um, – this is speculation. It's not from Austin or anything, but, uh, you know, there's interest from Oklahoma State, Wisconsin, UNC uh, in the mix there. But um, as far as his short list, we don't have that yet. So hopefully we'll get that 
at some point and can talk about where, where he's looking to go. But obviously someone that can help a lot of teams. Yeah. You know, wins over Roman, went over DeSanto. DeSanto. Uh, high flyer, big move guy, likes to pin. So if he can uh, find the right spot, he's going to be able to help a right team. Now, obviously, there's going to come. I think there's going to be some complications with Austin in terms of, you know, what he's, how hard he's able to train with his concussions and things like that. But um, they can get him back operating the way he was early in his Iowa State days. He's going to be, he's going to be a force for sure. Yeah, it'd be cool to hear. You know, kind of his story and even just how he got to the decision to change his mind. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it would be awesome to see him really end his college career on a high note. Even just looking at his WrestleStat profile, you know how they do like the little ambulance next to his ears. He's got 2020 ambulance, 2021 ambulance. So it's just like Mm -hmm. injury, injury. And so, I mean, you imagine him having the time to sit out and maybe kind of, you know, rethink some things as it's kind of how he made this decision, and if he's feeling great and ready to go, um, you'd just love to see him have some success and find find success wherever he goes, you know? Okay, here, straight from the horse's mouth. This is from Austin Gomez like one minute ago. He got calls from Illinois, Wisconsin, UNI, Wyoming, and Oklahoma State uh, is calling today, and Oklahoma is called. So there you go. There um, you go. A lot of uh, – there's a lot of good options on that list, and I'm sure more will be calling as the news came out Friday, right? I think it was Thursday or was night it Thursday? too. Yeah, it was Thursday night. That's too. right, Thursday yeah. night, and then Friday. The Heffernan and Gomez thing happened like within a half hour of each other, like him officially going in the portal. Yeah, maybe Gomez is the next head coach at Illinois. That would <laughs> be the, that coming. That would be the ultimate transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so that's interesting. Um, and uh, Austin's a, a really good freestyler as well. Mm-hmm. Um, would like to see him. You know. I guess he would be a, a, a 65 kilogram guy, but I think he could be interesting. You know, he had some battles with Mitch McKee back in the day when he was trying to make junior world teams. I think it's 60. Uh, so. Oh, and the other thing too, he's going up. I don't know if you said he's going up to 41. 41. Yeah. And that was something that I think was pretty predictable. Just given, you know, he he gets big in the right. off season. And 33, I think is a is a tough cut for him. So 41, I think makes sense. So excited to see where, where Austin winds up. We man, when the news came out, we were disappointed because everyone loves watching Austin Gomez wrestle, and uh, now he could be back. So exciting stuff. Um, now, with all of the the D one news, and there's more we can get back to later. But we had a big weekend of international wrestling. We had the Asian Olympic Games qualifier. Uh, our man John Kozak. He knows the deal. He knows what was going on. There's some big news at 65. Obviously, we have a close eye on the 65 qualification process because Jordan Oliver is not yet qualified. 65 is not qualified for the United States. He's going to have to go to the last chance. So everyone that doesn't qualify here is likely going to be at last chance. So how's that looking for us based on what happened this weekend? Yeah, so this is the last continental qualifier going into the last chance, which is next month in in May, which uh, Oliver will have to go through, and he'll have to make the finals to qualify for the Olympics. And so there were basically three big guys going into the Asians, which Bek Bulatov was number one. He's a Russian transfer from Uzbekistan. And uh, the other two were uh, Little Yazdani 
from Iran. Is he then, actually his little brother? Is his last name just Yazdani? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Who's to I'm say? Not, yeah. Could be a son for all we know. I got a call in to a Big Yazdani's parents. Okay. For a call back. <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, and then uh, Ahmed Aliyev from uh, Kyrgyzstan, and Bekbulatov was rolling. Uh, Ten Otex and looked to be on his way to another one, and then he gets chin whipped to a headlock and uh, is ultimately pinned by Ahmed Aliyev. So that's kind of the bad news for American fans in a random draw that uh, Bekbulatov could catch Oliver, you know, right off the bat, and that's that's a really really tough draw. He's kind of the guy that we didn't want in the last chance, and and now he's. Now he's there, and so now we just pray that random draw uh, to the random draw gods that they're opposite <laughs> side, and that Oliver doesn't have to go through him. Um, and it's it's going to be a tough field at 65. There's there's like 12 guys who I would say who are are really solid, going to be really tough outs, and then there'll be another you know another 12 or so entered. So it'll be a a good field, a big tournament. And so that was kind of the big big news from from Asians. Yeah, so what? who are the, the biggest contenders at 65 outside of J.O.? I know Kinchikishvili's in the mix, now Beck mm-hmm. Bulatov. Yeah, yeah, so you have you have those two, and then um, Gajiev from Poland, who is a two-time world medalist, um, up at uh, 70 kilograms, and he's coming down. He's also a Russian transfer. You got um, Skryabin from Belarus, who is a Euro silver medalist. Also, also Russian transfer, um, Haji Ali from uh, Russia, and now is representing Beiran. So you got, I think, four former Russians in oh the boy. field, and then uh, a few other guys. But those those guys are kind of past their prime, and so it looks like Bekbulatov is really he's the guy that that is, you know, he's the, the best guy in the yeah best best guy in the field kind of still than jail. Seems like, other than Jail. <laughs> seems like he's in his prime the most, but. Um, yeah, I'll have I'll have something out soon, kind of detailing who Oliver's going to have to go through and um, what they've done in the past, all that kind of thing. Yeah, I think Beck Bulatov is a big. Ch- I mean, a lot of the other names I'm not as concerned with. Even Kinchikishvili, I feel like uh, Yanni kind of laid out a good template for beating him, and um, I don't know. But it's it's not the same Vladimir. One, he's never. I feel like he's never been the same at 65. Like his results just never quite translated. I think in a perfect world he'd be a 61. Uh, b- but you know, 65 is the Olympic weight, so there's that's where he goes. So I feel like he has not been quite the same guy, so I'm not as worried about him. But Bekbulatov is a four-time Uregan champ, just one of the best guys not to make a team in Russia in quite some time. And him transferring to Uzbekistan basically clears the the path for him to make teams. Now we'll see what he can get done at the World Championships. Yeah, Bekbulatov was always kind of the number two or number three guy. In, in Russia, but he was behind um, Romanov and um, Chikayev. Rashidov. So, yeah, Rashidov. So world medalists, Olympic champs, world champs, and to be the number two, he's won. You know, he's won Russian nationals before. Um, so he is. You know, he's every bit of legit. Yeah, and he's big. He looks like a really good size. Yeah. Sixty five. He hasn't. So he hasn't competed at sixty five. This is his first time at down at sixty five. Um, since 2018, he'd been up at 70. So that's something maybe is is good news is that he's maybe sucking a little bit too much weight, um, and and maybe not 
prime, ready to go. So we'll see. So there's rumor, kind of. This is just rumors, but that there may be a true second for the uh, for the last chance, which would be kind of a first. Um, I'm checking to verify that, but that began circulating on Twitter, rumor yeah. and stuff. So that would be quite a shakeup. I think I like it. Um, I think true seconds cool because especially random draw if you end up with the three best guys on one side when it's a I don't know why but when you're when the real prize is being top two I like it that for, for like I wouldn't like it if like we're having the world championships and you know you wrestle the finals true second I think that'd be preposterous but if you're trying to send two the best two I think I like it yeah and <clears throat> and that would be great um I just don't, <laughs> I don't, I hadn't seen it until last night, like somebody put it out there, and I was even looking at the schedule, and <clears throat> if you look at the schedule for the last chance, it just says semifinals, Tokyo qualifier round. So, like, to me, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty, pretty clear, that's it. Um, unless they, you know, unless they change something, uh, I'd, I'd love to see True Second, but uh, I don't, that just goes against everything we've seen in the past, and kind of goes against maybe what we feel like want for the Olympics that parody mm-hmm. and not not giving everybody the same <laughs> the same opportunity to win right. a medal or to get true second you know yeah so uh, 65 is obviously the weight we're most concerned with uh, but what other countries don't have uh, some what are with some other weights what are some big yeah. ones I know that 57 had a big one yeah 57 uh, had the uh, Ray Haguchi uh, for Japan was set to be the uh, the rep there to qualify the weight, and that story is really interesting um, to me, at least. I don't know if you're if you're into this stuff, but Haguchi was 2016 uh, Olympic silver medalist, and then after the Olympics, he went up in weight to 65, beat Otaguru, uh, but then lost the wrestle off to be the world team rep. He won U23s at 65, and then he drops back down to 57. And beats uh, Takahashi, who is a world champ as yeah. well. And then uh, Aguchi misses weight at the Continental Qualifier. I mean, I can't by by fifty grams, uh, which is like two two ounces. If you didn't didn't know the what? conversion, so you missed missed by two ounces. And so now, do they not want the best field at the Olympics? Yeah, yeah. He, I, I think he weighed in fifteen minutes late. But yeah, how oh many how many minutes late was he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and I, I, they like did a little uh, interview with him, the Japanese uh, Federation, and he said something like, "Now I need to go home in isolation and prayer and get and take this to my heart and and, and, and get right for the next step." So, uh, so yeah, Japan, Japan has two really good guys kind of sitting at fifty-seven. So for Gilman, it's kind of good news if they have somebody uh, still at home. They have a Olympic medalist and a world champ still not qualified uh, for the Olympics. Will it be tough for them to get it qualified? And do you think they send Higuchi? Is he too big for the weight now? Yeah, so he so he won he won the uh, Olympic spot back in December of 2019 and then at the same national tournament in 2020 he lost to a guy that then uh, Takahashi beat. So he loses in a national tournament and then doesn't make weight. So he could be too big. Uh, I don't know who they'll send, but if whoever they send would be the favorite. Uh, 57 isn't as deep as 65 would be at the last chance. So I expect whoever they would send would qualify, but 
it's kind of their you know their decision to make now. Interesting. Uh, any other news with qual- qualifications? So what's the deal with like since Japan's the host country? Yeah. Can they? they so in the past, every host country or the host country has gotten to send a guy at every single weight. But this year at the Olympics, if they don't have anybody qualified at, you know, say um, all of men's freestyle, any of the six weight, then they get one spot. So they don't want to use it on 57. They can't. No, they don't. Because they already have guys qualified. They don't get to. So just, they would only get a spot if no one was qualified. Yeah, yes. If they had zero of six qualified, <laughs> oh, they would get it. to say, okay, we'll pick 57 and we'll send a guy there. But because they already have 65 gotcha. um, and 74 qualified, they don't just get to you know pick and choose another weight. I think that's good. I mean, can you imagine a scenario? And where's the, I don't know, if, if the Olympics were in France or in Paris or something, which I think they're going to be. Yeah, maybe 2028. 20, 24. 2024. Okay. Yeah. So in 2024, imagine if France had someone in every single weight. <laughs> Yeah, it's a small bracket as is. Right. So sixteen, I think. Gotta, Russia, Russia would be transferring there. <laughs> yeah, no they doubt. would. Yeah, That'd seriously. Be yeah. yeah, it'd be free of uh, <laughs> great, <clears throat> great, greatest moment. Yeah, but Iran qualified all their weights, including um, Mohammedian, who was. Uh, we, yeah. We learned he he's was scary. Very oh. scary when he teched nickel and pinned Snyder. Um, so not the best, not the best news, but we'll see. Yeah, that works out. Um, Russia still doesn't have their heavyweight qualified, so that's kind of the major, other major one. Um, How good are they going to be at heavyweight? Um, they ain't not, got Gable. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to be. Sorry about that. I, I don't see them beating Gable. Maybe meddling, but I don't see anybody that they have there um, challenging for gold. Okay, interesting. Um, all right, so... We've, we had a question here, and sometimes questions from friends get promoted to actual segments. Mm-hmm. This, this one is from Bailey Brown uh, at Dan's Brita Filter, who says, Over the last month or so, Ollie has become probably my favorite person of all time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Can we learn about him? Like, who's his favorite wrestler? What's his favorite color? The fans are dying to know more about awesome Ollie. Wow. Aw, shucks, Bailey. Yeah, Bailey, really. That's rave reviews, man. Shout out, you he, guys. I don't know if he's angling for an internship or something, or you know. Well, just wants I'm to... the wrong guy to go to. I don't really give out internships, <laughs> but I'll put in a good word for you, buddy. I got <laughs> you there. That's all I can do, really. <laughs> so let's just get to the Ollie uh, origin story. You know, um, beginning at the beginning. Who is Oliver Stone? Where Where did you come from? I am Oliver Stone. I hail from Long Beach, New York, Long Island stand up. Uh, famous place. You might uh, know Dylan Palacios from there, Ja'Cory Team, a very storied wrestling program. I, As we've mentioned here, I was the heavyweight slash 215 pounder for the Long Beach wrestling team Good and flex. the captain. Oh. And the captain. When I took third in the county tournament, it sealed the deal, won Long Beach's first county title in about a decade. So if you go back to the Long Beach wrestling room, there's like a like they have all the county champs up, but I never won counties, and they were like, "We need him a part of our history." So there's the captain set up, and like there my singlets hanging up there. No. All right, I made that part. No. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was like, "What?" <laughs> but like, still, like if you go around, my coach really likes me, and they'll tell stories about me, and they're like, "He works at Flow and stuff." So they are proud of me. Shout out, Coach Adams, Coach Palacio, Coach Valentin, and all the other good coaches at Long Beach. Wrestling. Palacio relation to. That's uh, Leah. 
Leo is Dylan's father. Dylan's dad. Yes, learns a lot of his uh, ridiculous tricks from that guy. Like so. the Peterson? The Peterson, very good at the Peterson, Mr. Palacio. His trick was hit you with the Peterson, hold you on your back when you're about to get out and reverse him. Time! Next guy in. So, oh. you, yeah, big uh, trickster like that. That's good. But, yeah, that's about, I went on to wrestle at Hunter College. Uh, had a pretty good first semester, and then my grades sucked, and they kicked me off the team. <laughs> um, what? No, 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 they didn't even like want to get you a tutor. Or, like, well, they were you... like, you need a 2-0. You got a 1-8. Um, do better and like join the team next year. So uh, I definitely did better. Pulled up my, my, the next year, the next semester, got over a 3-5, I think. Wow. So really cracked down on the books. And then... Uh, my coach had a conversation with him, and I was like, I don't really want to wrestle here. So, stopped wrestling there. It was it was a bit of a grind with commuting and that type of deal, 5 a.m. lifts on the train, this and that. So, from there went Where's on- Where's Hunter College? Hunter College, New York City. It is on the ah. corner of 68th and Lexington. Um, great oh. storied. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, 68th and Lexington. Very nice area, Upper East Side, right next to the Central Park there. Would have my lunches there sometimes and sit by the water, very pretty. But uh, after that wrestling there, my volunteer coach that was coaching me as a high school wrestler got a head coach job and was like, hey, I need some heavyweight coaches. Would you want to join? So I did. Created a heavyweight dynasty mm. at Hewlett uh, High School where it was like five years in a row, either a 220 or heavyweight guy was all-county, if not in the finals, and first all-state wrestler for Hewlett, Mike Curiel, heavyweight. Shout out to big man. That was my protege. Wow. So, so your protege, so obviously you're molding these uh, monsters in your likeness. So yes. what, what would that? What would their stylings be? Um, lots of details in heavyweight hand fighting. Kyle has heard about these details, and people mm -hmm. will say like, oh, heavyweights do nothing. No, you guys just don't get heavyweight wrestling. There's a lot of chess. Yes, a lot of fine details in there. Right. So I'm not going to teach you them right now. Don't want to give away Hewlett secrets because they're still doing their thing out there. But um, big of you. Yes. Now, I was a big conditioning guy because I wasn't very strong or good for that matter. So I would grind guys out, get them tired, and that's where I got them. Now, my wrestlers didn't like that. They didn't like that style. They were athletic and big and strong and they were like I could just pin him so I don't need good conditioning so yeah how do you how do you combat that and when an athlete says well what if I just pin him right now you yell at him okay <laughs> you yell at them a that lot right. and then extra physical wrestling hit him in the head you know snap down stuff like that mm -hmm. um so push him out of bounds push him out of bounds uh push out point I wish I would have killed in high school. Definitely went to state if there was a push-out point. Really? Yeah, I was killing. I I would move these big mugs around. They didn't know what the hell was going on. So, um, can we? Uh, can I ask? Can we get some some Ollie some footy? Foot yeah. It used to be somewhere on Flow. Uh, this uh -oh. was when it was more user submitted. Uh huh. Um, and my team Hunter College would like put our stuff on there so we could study. And there's actually me taking out this giant dude who is like Florida State champ. There, so that I said, I don't give a rip. I took him wow. out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you won't. There is footage of uh, me and my high school team breakdancing, and I do uh, 
a move called the dead man, mm -hmm. which is really just a front flip flat onto my back. <laughs> oh. Um, so that's pretty cool. There's definitely some footage of there. You could find that. Um, but after my coaching time, I was uh, I graduated from Hunter College with a film degree. With honors? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, had, I had to get the uh, my little transcript signed by the head of my department because like one of the grades wasn't that great. But I was like, look, the rest of them are that great. We so, discovered on the watch party that he may or may not have graduated. I definitely graduated. Don't put that slander. No. I don't have my diploma. He never got his diploma, which makes me think he didn't graduate. They mm. might have. I think I had to go pick it up and I didn't. Yeah. I think it was something like that. The greatest flow diploma story ever is JD Raider, one week in, his diploma gets mailed to HQ for some reason. I guess he didn't have, re what, for whatever reason, he had it sent here. He takes it out, opens up, opens it up. You know, it's like that fine paper or whatever. You know, you're supposed to frame it or whatever. Takes it out, boom. Gets a thumbtack, boom, pops it right in the cork board <laughs> in front Bulletin of his desk. Immediately stabs through it. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's still hanging up there. It's like crooked and everything. Yeah, I At least he's got it. But I will say, That's when right. I interviewed here at Flow, no one really pressed me for proof. <laughs> I could have said I went anywhere. It, didn't, it seems like you guys would have bought it. So, so Ali, I found your bio from uh, Hunter College. Okay. So uh, people wanted to know your favorites of things. Yo, oh, yeah, yeah I, I remember some of that stuff on there. So that. I want to know, are these still your favorites? Food, oh mac and cheese, it's definitely top three. Food, mac and cheese, movie, Mr. Deeds. Oh, I, it's definitely not my favorite, but it's fire. Uh, it's a slept on. I don't know why they would put that in my favorite movie at that time. Because it's your favorite, but man. It's a heater. It's good. It's uh, good. Athlete, Allen Iverson. I knew. I remember putting AI in. Like he's, I mean, practice. Virginia. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about practice. Yeah. And then, he's, he's quote, a goat. to get what you never had, you must do what you've never done. That, you, that lived on top of my door right. in high school. I would read it every day as I left. The, you know what? You're kind of, uh, it's a little too on the nose with the heavyweight's favorite food being mac and cheese. I'm just going to say that. I mean, I am a heavyweight through and through. Yeah, you really are. You embody, even though you kind of have, have abandoned some of your heavyweight ways. Like being fat is mostly, but I'm still a little fat at the belly. You guys saw the sunburned pink belly. So, <laughs> um, won't show on stream. Don't need any screenshots of that going around on Twitter. <laughs> um, Good call. But... Yeah, what you, big time mac and cheese. Like, how are you gonna hate on mac and cheese? You know, I it's always good. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't. Okay, so not a lot of people are like, I'm out on mac and cheese. So you maybe graduated, maybe not. Who's to say? And who really cares? You know, I don't know. I'm here. I look through. I look through a lot of applications. I can't. I don't know where anyone went to college other than Bracky, who only wears you know Ohio stuff. Yes. Um, because it doesn't really matter. Oh, and Spay. You make know fun where of... everyone went to yeah, okay, school on so, the team. What are you talking at, about? But I don't like look at it. The only one you might not know is Mike Mount because no one knows. No, no one knows. Hey, no true second at, uh, um, this is breaking from United World Wrestling. There will be no true second. Why'd you make that up? I didn't make it up. I said the rumors were swirling. People made it up on Twitter, Twitter last night. It got made up on Twitter. We yeah. are on, we're setting the record straight. No true second. So make the finals. Better. Okay. Anyways, continue. Whether you graduate or not doesn't matter. Yeah. What, so whether what? I graduate or not, it. Yeah, I guess it. I did though. Just to put it out there, I did. I walked. I had the hat. I looked handsome. I had my tie. But uh, after that, was kind of looking for a job, milling around, doing some stupid internship here and there, and then Mr. Christian Piles tweets, 
if you are interested in a job or working at Flow Wrestling, send your application here. So I do it, super excited. Um, I also tell my good buddy Dylan Palacio, who has an in, who had an in with you guys at the time, like, hey, put in a good word, get me in there. Did he ever do that, CP? Absolutely not. God damn, I was giving this kid a lot of credit. <laughs> Sorry for another GG, but I've, I've been giving this kid a lot of credit when I tell this story all these years, and DP will have to have a conversation off You know who did at one point um, was uh, Giant DeJulius. JDJ, I knew that because he's my man. Real friends, all right? But either way, I'll get back to that. Dylan, we got beef. Um, but I, so I put in my application and all that, and then it was literally, I think, the week after was Eastern States in upstate New York, which I wrestled in, played seventh, no big deal, coached in. Uh, my guy took third, no big deal. But uh, It's a good tournament. It's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Flo was covering it, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to drive up there and give somebody my resume. Get in their face, talk to them, say, I'm Ali, you want to hire me. So I go up there, my brother comes along with me, we get lost, we get stuck in some snow. I can see that up uh, there, it's kind of in the middle of He's jamming rocks under the tire as I'm stuck, I'm jamming on the gas. It shot the rock out like a, like a bullet, almost took his leg off and then broke the guy's mailbox. But we got out of there. Um, <laughs> no charges. Uh, we get back, we finally get there. I'm looking for one of the flow content guys. I don't really see anybody. I realized I didn't really see him because Mike Mao was sitting right by the mat commentating. And I ended up going and talking to one of the producers, giving my resume. I don't know if it ever got back to anybody again. So who knows? This is a fable. I, I don't know if it made it back to But Austin. either way, I get an email from Mr. Christian Piles. Hey, interested in your resume? Would you mind answering some of these questions? I was like, Heck yeah. Remember all the questions, what was your favorite college match that at that time, of that season, at that time it was Tarao and Gilman, because mm. Tarao hits him with the splato, Gilman tries to fight him afterwards because of the rough goings and stuff, it was a good one. Then, favorite high school match, I said it was Elijah uh, Rodriguez, my homie from LB, winning Eastern States over a nationally ranked opponent. Um, and some other stuff, then you like that those answers, Boom, video conference interview. Me and you were talking, it's going well. <laughs> now that I think back to this interview, you Michael Scott and me pretty hard. Oh you yeah? Like this, you're talking to me and then you're like, oh, you know what, I'm at the old HQ, Wi-Fi's pretty bad, I'm gonna change locations, give me five minutes, it's only five minutes away. Yeah. So I'm like, great, sitting here, nervous, sweating through my quarter zip that says Coach of Stone and I want you to see them know I'm serious. So, great, now I'm just sitting here waiting. But it went awesome anyway. Really hopeful. I'm really hoping I get the job. Week later, I get an email, you didn't get the job, <laughs> and I cried. So, was very upset, very upset. But it cry, was one dude. of the nicest, you made me cry. What you, the hell? You're so serious, it was like heartbreaking moment, almost <laughs> like, it was tough. But, what, are, what do resilient people do? That's it. They rise up. So it was actually a very nice rejection. You said, I think you could do great for flow wrestling. It was kind of an uphill battle. We had a freelance or a contributor who was in the front running. So I was like, whatever. I think it was space dumbass. But <laughs> either way, I was, then he writes his articles and I'm starting to see his stuff. I'm like, it's kind of cool. So whatever. I guess I like this guy. And then uh, 
So it's a little quiet for a little while. I go on some road trips with Dylan and Johnny. It helps me out because Johnny helps me out getting good word out about me. Dylan doesn't because he just <laughs> is supposed to be my best friend and doesn't do help me. So, um, no, he really did. It helped me uh, a lot just busting chops. But after that road trip, boom, hit up CP. He says, I got an opportunity for you. Journeyman Northeast Duels. Or actually, it was Fall Classic. Probably Fall Classic, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was Fall Classic. And then killed it, obviously. A lot of hustle, you know, a lot of knowledge about the sport. Mike Mao's like, ooh, this kid knows. Spay's milling around in his thrifted top, you know. <laughs> so um, it went really well, and I would just stay dog on the bone, bothering CP all the time. Hey, when's my next event? Hey, I want to work this one. Can I work this one? So it was about two years of that. And then, what happened next? Oh, okay, this is what happens. Mm. So we're talking, then the marketing guy is like, hey, Ollie, CP, he doesn't realize your stardom, you know? <laughs> he didn't say this, but he was like, hey, I, think, I see you're a killer. Everybody talks how great you work. I have an opening. Would you want to come help me out part-time? Start doing that. Was doing that for about six months or something, then the opportunity opens up for full time. I fly in, do the interview, sweat through my button-up shirt and the first interview so bad that when I go to the bathroom the next time, I was packing paper towels in my armpits. Ollie's a big sweater. Big, big sweater. sweater, packing paper towels <laughs> in the armpits. So, uh, doing that, and then it's a bit of a game because you have to keep your arms cinched to keep the, <laughs> the paper towels there so they do their absorbing job, you know? And it's rough because, like, it started out with, like, my guy from marketing, and then it's CP and Howell. I'm like, I know these guys. It's easy. But then it gets harder and harder, and I'm just getting sweatier and sweatier. <laughs> so um, all in all to say... It goes well, I get the job, and then boom, I'm here at Flow. And it was pretty cool because I remember actually when uh, CP made me cry and told me he didn't want me working for him. And he uh, hated you. Yeah, he hated me pretty much. Yeah. No, it was one of the nicest rejections anybody could honestly get. Uh, I remember calling him and saying, hey, uh, I don't view this as a rejection. This is just a delay. I will be working at Flow Wrestling. It's just a matter of time at this point. So I don't know if you know that, but I know it is what I told him. And look at that. I'm here. So... Big, I guess, origin story from Oliver. You guys have been wondering. That's how I got here. Yeah. And um, I believed you. Um, you don't even remember. You don't <laughs> even remember me saying that, you liar. Huh? You don't remember me saying that. Listen, I, I remember. Um, liar. Yeah, you did. You said you were. I remember I was talking to you in one of these whisper rooms. And I remember you said something like. You said exactly that. I remember. I don't know. Sounds like uh, my story just said right back to me. But you you did no. say, you did say, I don't look at this as a rejection. I don't know if you said, I don't know if you were as... Uh, I was not. I added some pizzazz on this one. I, I don't know if you pizzazz. said, I will be working there. No. But you're like, I'm, but you definitely said like, hey, I'm going to continue to persevere and do whatever I can. And yeah, I, listen, uh, you know, I, I don't know what should, should I not have hired Spain now. I feel now I feel like I have to justify. No, it was no, no, no. Her, it worked out perfectly. The timing I think it worked was the out best. perfectly. Me too. I think if I would have got the job then, I wasn't ready yet. I needed to go through the farm system, you know, <laughs> pay my dues. So that was that. You really then, did. 
uh, earn my way here, and I'm better because of it. You know, you got to go in and grind and earn your spot. So no, you were you were super. I mean, you really did. I found you incredibly per impressive. Uh, just green, but you had all the personalities traits that I thought would would translate and work here. So. And um, all in all, I'm here. And now, that's what matters. You that's what matters. Found a way. God bless the broken road. It worked out perfectly because if I would have got the job early, I would have had to like, live with, like, I don't know, whoever, Spay or something. Yeah. I can't live with that guy. Yeah. But a lot of Spay animosity. Perfectly. We're going to have to have some peer mediation here. After. It's, it's, you know what? I think it's, I've been harboring it down low yeah. a little bit for a while because I do like to bust his chops a lot about his Android and other things. But. Spay's a great guy, makes awesome content. Shout out Spay. He also helped me out a lot to get me here. What are you guys reading? We're just looking at Long Beach. I don't know if this is Long Yo, Beach. Yo, that's me! That's me! This is you? That's Look, 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 look. Uh, so zoom in. You, uh, you want me to? Yeah. So Dylan's got the surfboard. You see the guy with the surfboard? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're two as long. Oh! One over is Dan <laughs> Fatier. Shout out Dan Fatier. One over is me. Okay, the guy with the handlebar mustache, right? To my right, to the left of us looking at it, that's Zach Bukobzer. That was my, ZB3, we called him. That's my, that was my uh, wrestling partner. He wasn't that great, but he gave me some good, some, he pushed me. Then to the right of that is Nick Corey. He coached with me at Hewlett, and one of my best buddies to this day, he just got engaged. Congratulations, Nick and Alessandra. Um, <laughs> then you have Mark making a funny face. Mark Raganandan, he was one of the leaders of the Guyanese Mafia, a popular faction coming so out of Long him. Beach. Mm -hmm. That's Oral Allen. Uh, me and him almost fought on the bus going to our uh, Nassau County. Uh, like, we were getting recognized by, like, some Nassau County politician. And then we almost got into a fight on the bus. So, and then, uh, yeah, that's half the team. Wow, how'd you guys find that? Tyler. That's crazy. Tyler's a magician. I got that framed and hanging up in my apartment. Dang. Man, it looks I mean, that's like, a dope schedule poster. Right? That's yeah. pretty cool, man. We, we, yeah, and that was before people were really doing schedule posters like that, you know? So we kind of put it on the map, I think, nationally. I think, yeah, this may be the first schedule sure, poster. no one else did those. Like, I, uh, Minnesota did some after. Uh, <laughs> they tried. Kilgore did one with a book. <laughs> Why a book? Bo Why book? <laughs> surfboard? Hey, book. Why surfboard? Oh, it looks like you're balding there. You're not balding though. No. What do you mean? I got the flow. But I the got lettuce. The way you're the bad angle. You have great hair. Bad angle. Yeah. Well, you should I'm, ask I'm going for a like this. I'm going like this. Watch, watch. The head back. Yeah. yeah. Head back. So the head back makes you head back. And then they were back. photoshopping, so they probably cut some off mm -hmm. when they were doing the cropping. You know. Right. Yeah. They oh, kind of yeah. jacked up my hair. They jacked That's up your hair. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That doesn't look. Well, you know, this isn't a high res photo. When I show you the high res, it's better. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dang. Looks like a. Like you know what? Much. Messed up story about that. Okay. Coach Adams. Coach, I still don't forgive you for this. He, so that spot is about two miles away from my high school. Mm -hmm. It's about to be wrestling practice. And he goes, all right, guys, team run to the photo shoot. So we put on all our sweats and everything. It's freezing out. We run there, get sweaty. Then he's like, all right, take all your stuff off. We're taking these photos. Pneumonia time. Pneumonia time on the beach. It's freezing. And he goes, all right, put your stuff back on, team run, back to practice. And then we had to practice. And I was like, this is, why can't we just drive here and then drive back? You know, <laughs> I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. Yep. See, look. look. <laughs> yeah, you look. Glow you, up. Yeah. It is quite a glow up, Polly. Um, looking yeah, but, good, bro. Wow. That's over 10 years ago. I'm, 
old, man. That's yeah. crazy. It happens I'm, fast, kid. Man, I'm, like, I'm finding old emails from you from back in the day. Twenty. When's this from? Twenty seventeen, January. I've got that. I've got your. Uh, your My favorite matches. Your and answers. Stuff? Yeah, I got all that stuff. It was. It was it's well funny done. seeing formal Ollie's emails. Just knowing that I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what you know now. You know yeah. I, and the, the piece of content I did, I did like the nicest singlets of the year. I don't know how you guys didn't run that. That was sick. And number one was Mark Hall because he forgot his singlet and then won it in the North Forsyth High School singlet. He won Southern Scuffle. Come on, that was a cool story, man. Great one. We're, we're saving it. We're I saving still it. have it saved on my desktop if you want to use it. <laughs> okay, yeah, get it in the CMS. Yeah. Yeah. All right, quite an origin story. There's, there's, a, there's a lot more to it. Uh, yeah. but Is there? I think he hit, like, all <laughs> of the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, gave, I, get, like, I didn't do the cliff notes or anything. I went... I gave you the full story there, I uh, thought. Okay. You know more than I don't? No, no, no. What's your side of the story? No, my... I mean, you you uh, characterized it great, Pretty I well. thought. Yeah. You were... I mean, I basically had my mind made up before we had listed that, you know, we were going to hire Spay. And you made it You made it very... You made it very interesting. Um, made it a tough race. Yeah, but we needed you when we got you. So you know what? And I needed flow when I got flow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You don't get what you want. You get what you need sometimes. No, it, re it really is. Um, and sometimes you get what you earn. It is. It's, uh, it's very exciting to have you here full time. And obviously, I didn't realize. You know what? I had no idea you were the class clown funny guy. And I didn't know this. Listen, I won class clown. So I know. And most huggable, Marvinuk Moore, also on my wrestling team, you could see him in that photo, made me pick one, which I was like, whatever, I get it. I picked most huggable. And then. Smart. No way. Yeah. Class well, clown. No, Christine Farfan was in the most huggable one. And we had a little, you know what I'm saying, hugging picture. It was cute. But <laughs> the next year, Marvinuk Moore wins two, and he lets himself have two. I've seen this before. Yearbook editor. It was horrible, Stop. man. But, <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> just talk about people giving themselves awards, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, but yeah, I didn't like it. But either way, uh, yeah, was class clown, and I'm very funny. I know, yeah. but I didn't. <laughs> uh, I, you know, so it's like you know these emails. It's like Mr. Formal Ollie, good, <laughs> good. You know, what, let me find one of these. You should have been like typical Long Beach. It probably would have got you the door no, quicker. Okay. No, typical. No, you're not hiring me. There. I can show you. So the, the the position was for an associate producer. That's content. Here's how he titled his his um his email starts. Christian Piles, comma. It's not like Christian, Mr. Piles, Christian Piles, comma. I responded to your email that had a few questions in it. I'm sure that you were busy, so I didn't want to pester you. But I just want to make sure my email went through because this is a position I am extremely interested in. If you do not receive the email, I have attached answers to your questions in this email. I look forward to hearing from you and hope to one day be working with you. I'm also really looking forward to Ohio State versus Iowa. NATO versus Clark is going to be crazy. Oh, this is good, Ollie. Have a great day. <laughs> that... Best wishes, Oliver Stone. How hilarious. That's an email from a guy who graduated college. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. And my mom helped me write those a little bit. <laughs> but she would just prove freedom. She would just prove freedom. That's good, man. But listen, so 2017, our relationship begins. I don't find out you're hilarious until months into your full-time employment. 
Well, you did multiple the trips with us. Yeah, you went to NCAs with us. Uh huh. And you didn't. You spoke over me the whole time. That's not true. You just don't, spoke now, over don't me be the whole lying. Time. No, don't no, lie no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. But still, like, all right. I will say this. My sense of humor and uh, personality mm -hmm. is I like to bust chops. I razz a little bit, you know, kind of go places where people are like, oh, I might not have said that, but he says it in like a funny, non-mean way. Uh -huh. But I can't do that too early, mm -hmm. you know? I got to know who I'm working with, the ins and outs. So it takes a little time for me to break out the funny, I guess. Okay. So. Um, well, we appreciate you for blessing us. with You are very funny. It is one of your many gifts, Holly. So. Thanks, guys. So thank you. Shout out Bailey Brown and all the other love. Shout out Bailey. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to know. Um, he also asked who my favorite wrestler was, and honestly, Alan this Iverson. is no joke. Allen Iverson, he had a great low single. No, but seriously, <laughs> he I, would. I had not. I was nonstop watching Ben Askren interviews, and uh, he was definitely my favorite. Could not get enough Ben Askren content, and now Dang. he's not here, doesn't show up when he said he would, so not my favorite anymore. Wow. <laughs> Boom, yeah. happens that easy, Ben. <clears throat> yeah, it's like that. Okay, why don't we... Um, We'll save the, the John Kozak origin story for another day. Right. He basically already told it. He was in the Facebook chat. He got fired, rehired by Ben, and now he works here full-time. There it is. It was a <clears throat> preposterous thing for Ben to try to fire you, too. Like, he was just wrong. That was, my, wrong. that was my first thing I did for Flo was the international rankings, and he latched onto it. And <laughs> yeah, well, he has yeah. a hard time letting go of things. Like, this Hodge trophy thing, we're going to be talking about this Hodge vote. Forever. Well, yeah, I love it because he's he's getting to the bottom of it. He is. He's he's Carl Mundane, the yeah. crap out of uh, yeah. Win Magazine. He's ben the Hodge, Hodge Trophy <laughs> watchdog. He is. We need the we need the watchdog because otherwise they're just going to give out two. They're going to give awards. out two every year. They're what if, give it to who I'm they want telling to you, they're setting this up to give out two every year. Yeah, what if not? we actually just get Carl? Let's call Carl and see what he thinks about it. Oh my gosh! If we got Carl on the case, I'm worried what would happen to Win Magazine. He he had. Oh, he might... He pulls no punches. And he might under or like find some things out we didn't even know. Yeah. You know? Some oh. stones better left unturned. You're right. Okay. Questions from friends. From Jums. My name is Jums. Who hates their shirt more? Kyle Dake or AJ Ferrari? So I think AJ Ferrari hates his shirt mm -hmm. more. I do too. Because he will disrobe when it is not socially acceptable to disrobe. Whereas Kyle Dake will, he'll wear a shirt when you're supposed to wear a shirt. Yeah. So that's if my perspective. If it's optional, he's probably not wearing one. If it's optional, he won't wear it. Yeah. Which I, I like that. I, I'm kind of the same way when it gets when it gets warmer. But um, but AJ, he'll he'll pop tops whenever, wherever. And he'll do it aggressively. Like he'll rip the shirt. He'll yeah. do, he'll get violent with the shirt itself yeah. and really show some. Disdain yeah. for the and Dake has a, he knows the solar callus mm -hmm. too where his solar callus is at, and then also I think he also knows if he's hating something it's going to raise his cortisol levels right so he's got a he's got all that in check yeah so he too. can't he literally can't hate his shirt because <laughs> it will make him not win the Olympics these foreigners have no idea what they're getting into mm -hmm. with Dake yeah. <laughs> no their cortisol levels are going to be so high he's they're not spike. charging with the sun. No, no. Kyle Dake's charging his batteries with the sun. They're it, not grounded. It's strong, guys. The sun burnt the hell out of me. He's <laughs> harnessed that power and uses it for himself. He doesn't get sunburned anymore. He said that. He's very. He's like Tom Brady. He's a, well, it's <clears throat> interesting because Kyle Dake is like naturally a very fair-skinned person, but now he's very pale. Look, go back and watch like uh, early Cornell days. Yeah. Um, 
But now he's like, yeah, I guess. Maybe I had to get sunburn training from him. Well, I bet there is a way you can like check out the TB12 method too. Apparently, if you just, just drink a bunch of water, yeah, yeah. drink water. Which is I drink total, a bunch of water That's total too. BS. Yeah, I drink Don't a bunch do of that. water. Yeah. There was a bunch of alcohol in the water, but like, <laughs> I still drank the water. Uh, huh? I wonder if that had some sort of a negative impact. We'll never know. Didn't have a positive one. Who's more likely to make an NCAA final, DeSanto or Marinelli? Well, I'll say Marinelli. I think because if Griffiths goes up like we think he is, I just look at the construction of the weight. It seems laid out for him. Uh, I don't believe in. I mean, he the thing is, you would have picked Marinelli to be a finalist this year, and it was kind of like a crazy thing that he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, with DeSanto, like people were picking him, but it, he wasn't a favorite by any means to be in the finals. So, yeah, you still got Dayton. And RBY, boom, right there. Yeah. And I don't see those guys changing weights. No. Uh, Roman does have a red shirt, but why would he use it? Uh, seems like they'll be back, and they look like the class of it. Now, um, I mean, DeSanto was right there with, with Dayton. It was not a runaway match. It was, it was relatively close. But I just think the di- in Dayton fixed matches, the difference is can you take him down? And I don't know if, I don't know if DeSanto can. And he's had two matches, and he has not done it. So I will say Alex Marinelli. I will say Austin DeSanto. Ooh! Based on what we have seen from Alex Marinelli at the NCAA Championship. Now that's a good point as well. Well. Well what? Well, I mean, at one NCAA tournament, he got majored by someone he had majored. Austin DeSanto, that is. It's not like he's had some... um, he used to beat Roman Bravo Young. Now he doesn't beat him. I don't know. I think uh, NC two A champion Roman Bravo Young. NC two A champion Roman Bravo Young. Yes, but I'm, okay. I mean, Olympian I just don't think it's Stevan Michich. All right, fine. Didn't Marinelli <laughs> get like majored by Wick on the back end too? And then like the next time he well, wrestled him, well, freshman him? year he got majored, but not since. Yes, he did. Yeah, he got majored and then he got penciled. Then penciled by McFadden. Right. And then his – okay, let's just go through the, the Alex Marinelli. So his freshman year, he lost to Imar, then pinslayed by McFadden, and then majored by Wick. Yeah. So those are his three losses. But that's fine. Fine freshman year. Sophomore year, he lost to who? Makai. That was the Makai year. Yeah. So he lost to Makai and then Marsteller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he – but he beat uh, Logan Massa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Flex on our coach. He flexed on his career. career you got to tell say. that story. Do you want me to tell it? You don't have to name names. But yeah, just don't name names. But name names or organizations. You yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay, you get it. So, uh, this is my first NTAAs, and I had Austin DeSanto on my fantasy team, and I'm sitting up in the press row, and he wins. I think the that's high the, press row. You're like yes, way up. Yeah, bird's yeah. nest, bird's nest, like mm-hmm. bird's eye view, looking down, and DeSanto gets the win. And I was a little excited because I had him on my fantasy, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let out like a little excitement. And then Spay comes over, and he's like, hey, man, just like, it's not a big deal. Nobody's going to really yell at you, but on pressure, we kind of try not to cheer. You're not supposed to cheer. I'm like, oh, you're right, you're right. Very unprofessional. It was stupid anyway. It's not for like my squad or anything. It's just my fantasy team. So then I'm sitting there, and there's a guy there from another wrestling media outlet. And he's having some adult beverages. He's having some fun, and then 
It's Marinelli and Massa wrestling. Marinelli beats him to knock him out of the tournament. And this was after the flex on Tom Brands thing at Big Tens that Logan mm-hmm. Massa had done after beating Marinelli. So this man stands up at the top of his lungs, <laughs> goes, Flex on my coach! I flex on your career! <laughs> and just lost it. And I remember, like, damn, this guy's freaking nuts. Like, I, I, don't, I didn't do anything compared to that. Like, this is, Spay, you're talking to me, go talk to this guy. You know what I'm saying? And then also, you didn't flex on his career. You watched the match, guy. Like, you watched the match, and the guy you cheer for won. And it's not your coach either. He didn't flex on your coach. So yeah. it's a very funny thing. But flex on my coach. I flex on your career. You know what? Shout out that guy's passion, though. That is an all-time line he from someone on to that one. Mm-hmm. who just covers the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, all-time story. And that's it. But you know what? Prime example of Ollie just holding out, not, not sharing the funny with me. Well, I didn't hear that story till like several months ago. Well, I mean, maybe you should listen to me when I talk and when you're driving <laughs> in the cars and stuff, you know? You always turn it back on me, you know that? <laughs> One of my right. tricks. Um, okay, next question. Um, which college wrestler had a completely different season than what you expected from them, either underperforming or overperforming? And I did not write this, but he said, for me, Noah Adams not being an All-American was rough. Ethan Smith far outpaced my expectations. Uh, do any stick out to you guys collectively? And I think season. So, like, Noah did not have a really bad season. He just can't beat Stephen Buchanan for some strange reason. Uh, but he was, like, terrible. Um, there was just pretty much one guy. Just one guy. And then he got sad on the backside, I think. I mean, I think Rocky Elam's really good, too. Yeah. I mean, that's who he True. hit on the backside. Um, and Elam had got upset by... Woodley earlier in the tournament. The Noah's never lost to Woodley, you know? So right. how maybe he could have gone on a run if it had been Woodley instead of Elam. So, yeah, it, um, I'm trying to think of guys. Brandon Courtney's one for me. I was kind of always ready for him to – I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then he beat Teske. I was like, oh, hmm, that's interesting. And then he just kept being really good the whole year long when – we had the ACC guys thinking they were the two and three. He was just the, he was just the second best guy all year long, basically. And I did not expect that. I, after his first couple of years, I was like, he'll be a good qualifier type of dude. I don't know if he's a guy that's gonna um, push for all American or place really high. And he was just super, super good. And I remember back in, because you know he's from Arizona, Danny Vegas from Arizona. And they were kind of around the same age, same weight or whatever. And I was like, man, I'd much rather have Vega. I just thought Vega was like way slicker weight. But freaking Courtney, he's uh, he's legit. Um, so he was definitely a big surprise for me. I'm trying to think of others. For me, it was Bernie. Bernie Truex. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know he had, what did he, was it U23s? Or yeah, he won. Or, he did really good there. Yeah, but, at the U23 Nationals in November. Yeah, his NCAAs was just, you know, different level. He beat Massa and then he beat. Labriola. Um, Labriola. And then ended up, what, taking fourth? So I think also with him, like Cal Poly, you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really see him much. And um, for him to do what he did was, was pretty cool. No, Truax for sure. That's a great one. And yeah. he was someone that Bracky would always be like, when his name would come up, I'd be like, Bernie Truax. Bracky would be like, he's really good. I'd be like, okay. 
And then freaking NCAAs, I'm like, this guy's am- I mean, he's amazing. He's I, mean, I definitely wasn't predicting him to beat Massa or Labriola. No. Um, yeah. But he's got the goods, man. I just man. thought he was good, yeah. He's super good. Um, Spencer Lee came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. He's like Gilman-esque. Like, yeah, Thomas Gilman at the Olympic trials. <laughs> I feel like he came out of That was an all-time question. Uh, okay, that's a good one. Any for you, Ollie? I got nothing. He's got nothing. That's fine. All right, uh, next question. Do-do-do. Any word from Dr. Kimmer about the status or plan for Spencer's knee? I don't know. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to get surgery. I don't know if he's just going to get really strong and be a freak of nature and <laughs> not worry about the ACL thing. Feels like he should, but I don't know. Uh, from Kevin Mulder, Nomad speculated that some of our Olympic wrestlers will not go to Worlds this year because it's too quick a turnaround. What are your thoughts? Um, will Olympic medalists go to Worlds? If not, does that contribute to Ben's narrative about our men freestyle stars don't compete enough? I I think they will. I mean, one, aren't you – you're a wrestler. I mean, if they're healthy, obviously, is the thing. But I don't understand taking months and months off after – If you, yeah, maybe it's not ideal to try to win Worlds several months after the Olympics. But it's not like it's a month later. It's several months later. And if you're a medalist, you're already on the team. And I know, you know, this is, this is before Kyle made the team, but when we were – doing the shoot for the Chimiza thing, I was like, if, if worlds are, um, if you know, if you make the Olympic team and you get a medal or are you can go to worlds, he said, hell yeah. He's like, absolutely. He's like, why wouldn't I? I was like, I don't know. Cause a lot of wrestlers don't wrestle a lot on the senior level. I think he would, I think David Taylor would. And I think they're, I think they're going to medal. I think they're both going to win the Olympics. Gable said, I mean, there's only five guys right now. So Dake and Taylor, I think definitively would. Gable said, yeah, yeah, why not? Um, he thinks he would. Yeah. And Oliver, I mean, it's taken him so long to yeah. make a team. It's like, why would you not Why would you not wrestle again? I, I think one of the things, though, when I saw this, as might play a part into it, is what does US, USA Wrestling say about 2022? And what is 2021? How does that play into the right. qualification you know, trial system? If somebody, like, are you sitting out in 2022 if, if you medal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you save your spot in 2021 at the Olympics for 2022? So I think that'll play into it, what USA Wrestling yes, does. Yes, that, that is a big part of it for sure. But I, I think Gilman would. Uh, he's – and again, of course, health is always going to be the consideration. But uh, And then Snyder, when has he not entered a tournament ever? I mean, that guy just – he loves wrestling. He – I, I don't see him slowing down. Maybe he does. Maybe they do. If they win the Olympics, winning the Olympics can change everything. Or or maybe you have a – I could see someone if they have a really bad performance and it just doesn't go great and you're like, man, I need to kind of regroup and refocus and I'm not sitting out, so maybe I wait. But I I think they will. I don't think we'll see a lot of them sit out, but maybe that's hope speaking. But to me, it's – more common sense than anything. I think it makes sense for these guys to wrestle. Especially when a lot of guys on the team, like Dake and Taylor, were denied for so long. Yeah. And, you know, now you're the guys calling the shots. You're the ones sitting out. You're the ones that have the chance to go if you want to, you know? Why wouldn't you? And it's not like it's the non-Olympic worlds. It's it's a full 10-weight world championships. And when we look back in 10 years, 
it's going to be like, yeah, he was a one world this many times, and it will count. And I think Russia will try. I think we'll have the full weight of competition against us. So I, I think it'll be great, and I hope that that's not true that they they will sit out. Okay, um, if Ben hire, oh, maybe we'll save this one for. So Ben, Ben, this the scenario is if Ben hires Ollie, but I don't know if that's going to happen. As a streaming specialist, though, I mean, yeah. He can't afford me at this point. No, <laughs> at this point, yeah. Uh, Roy Donk, can you confirm that or deny that Mongoose is part of the Rocky Mountain Wrestling? Well, listen, you, you messed all this up, Roy. And if you weren't a jazz lad, Smoky Mountain I Wrestling. It's Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Okay. I can't forget a great. Yeah. Like that. And no, Mongoose is not in the Smoky Mountain Wrestling because one, I don't think that exists anymore. Two, he's not from the Smoky Mountains. He's from the Appalachian Mountains, and uh, so. No, he's not a part of that, and he's, he's doing other things right now. This is a great question that hopefully John Kozak knows. Otherwise, I will not know, but a few answers. What has the track record been for wrestlers qualifying from the last chance tournaments in the Olympics? How likely are they to medal? Uh, yeah, so I, I just looked up um, 2016 last chance, uh, just men's freestyle, and there were uh, four, four guys that um, qualified at the last chance that place or that wrestled for a medal and then two that won bronze. So um, Frank took fifth at 65. Uh, Bexad took fifth at 74 and he qualified last chance. Uh, Saritov took bronze at 97 and then uh, Seydu took bronze at 125. So uh, you do whatever, do math, a third of the wrestlers that qualified at the last chance, they, they wrestled for a medal. So and also Jaden qualified at the first last the chance. First the second last chance. The first last chance. Yeah. Yes. Of yeah. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Because the second first, last. Because there were yeah. two um yes. last time. You gotta so, work on that naming convention there. So, yeah. Time. Yeah. But I mean normally it's pretty good guys that come out of the the last chance. Yeah, and it all depends on the weight and you know how strong that country was the year before at world and so you can have you can have great guys um that haven't qualified yet yep so we'll see we'll see how we do there um i don't want to do that one it just looks like a sad question talking about the guys that didn't make the team someone asked about um how many how many medals for our olympic trials runner-up team uh which would be Vito, mckenna burroughs Bo. Moore and Gwiz. And this guy said over under two and a half. I would take the under there. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean I think over under two and a half is not unfair for our number ones, truly. Um I don't think Vito's ready to medal at the Olympic Games. Um I can't say McKenna is. I think Burroughs. Bo I think has a good chance of meddling. Mm-hmm. Um and Gwiz. So I would say three. Over under two and a half is probably spot on, actually. Uh, I'll take the under. Yeah, if I were to pick, I would just say Burroughs and Bo would be my yeah my top two. Um, just because 86 is is wide open. Um, so, yeah, those would be my two. Without David. Yes. Okay. Um well, before we go, any other thoughts or questions for, for you guys before we call it a day? Ollie? 
Nothing from me. You said I, your piece? I, I said my piece. I said my piece, Chrissy. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. Thank you to Scrap Life. A reminder that today's FRL is presented by Scrap Life. Visit scraplife.com and enter in code FLOW21 at checkout for a free poster with your purchase. Scrap Life, champion level gear made for champion level athletes like Oliver, the bear of stone, our captain. Look at this. Look at that man. Oh yeah, what they a jacked beast. up my hairline. I'm bummed out. I'm telling you, yeah. they didn't do you any favors. Right, look everybody, look. I, got, I got the lettuce. He wears, a, he wears a hat so much you would think he was a guy with, with hair He's issues. Got hair. I do my hair Why under my hat. Why do you cover that good head of hair so much? Just so I surprise him. Oh, okay. Dang, you think that's all I got? Nope, hair. Oh, check it. Yep. Thanks for your hair. Thank you for listening. Thank you guys for all of you who said the nice things about me on Twitter and the chat, y'all my peoples. We need to hang out, come to Long Beach, get some beers with me. If you're not of age, we get sodas or Ralph's Italian ice. You don't live at Long Beach, but that's fine. No, well, when I go, when, when I go. When he goes, when yeah. he goes. Meet up with I got a wedding next back. month, come through. You're invited to the wedding. All right, I'm coming. <laughs> See you there, guys, bye.